Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide Two guys in the mic with our producer Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers Come and take a seat with the combo we provide Every Tuesday, it's the Blood Survival Guide What's a blur? That's a black eye who's also a nerd Reading comics, watching anime, haven't you heard? It's Jeremy J and Miriam Talking to Delirium, Naruto, then Marvel, then DC Are you Pop culture reverence pull them out periodically. We sing up movies with the comments canonically, and we watch a lot of TV. It's our virtual reality. I guarantee one day we'll have a TV show on NBC. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blood Survival Guide. Oh, it's the voice You see how low that register went? That's kind of funny. Yeah, because you got a deep ass voice. Fight. Hello, hello. Yeah, that was him. All right, let's get this thing started. Welcome back, everybody. W H A T apostrophe S U P. Everybody? Oh, that, what the hell? Jay was like, wait, no, I, d- I was. <laughs> only because we had the first black spelling bee champ. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Look at you bringing it up. Yeah. Zaila Avant Garde. I had to look that up. Bro, yeah. Have you looked at videos of that girl? She, she is, is a, a force. To be as, as Miriam has put it, she is a prodigy. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Bro, that girl is a freak of nature in the best way possible. And she is going to be doing great things. She's already got like. College, she's college got at four Guinness World Records yep. for three, three. Yeah, three for dribbling the basketball. Yeah. Like that, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like she's like legitimately like that much of an icon. I just can't believe we just now got the first black uh, script, yeah script champion. Team. Yeah, yep. I mean after a thirteen in the B came well, out, like, we got a real life Akila. Yeah, that came yeah. out. Well before she was born, because he's only thirteen. <laughs> I'm saying, man, that movie <laughs> did not come out when that girl was alive. No, but. Happy for Zayla. So glad for the culture. Right. Because we know we can spell. I mean, clearly. We need an adult spell beef with drinks. I'm <laughs> so good on that. You can keep that. Can you not? You, you afraid to spell, Jay? I'm not trying to get slipped up on, like, some word that has a G-H. Because the English language is garbage. I mean, she spelled Mariah. And it doesn't have any of the letters that you probably think are in Mariah. That's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of uh, Blurred Survival Guide, everybody. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Jay. And this is our episode 19. We are we we're are, away from 20. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, what we're gonna do for next week's episode is probably do a Instagram live. We are testing out a different space today. We're actually in my living room, uh, just to see how it feels before we actually get on camera in front of you and do it. Right, but right. this week's episode, uh, we actually have a couple of guests in the in the space. studio space. <laughs> yeah, the space around us. Yeah, um, we all just went to go see the new Black Widow movie today, and uh, we thought it'd be fun to bring everybody back fresh out of the movie screening and talk about it a little bit. Try and limit the spoilers as much as possible, folks. But but I mean, there's a lot of Instagram and, and YouTube videos that have already like. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it, it came out Friday. Today's Sunday. Yeah, so you've had time to watch it. 
I mean, it's on Disney Plus. It's on in all theaters. So if people are interested in it, they've probably seen it by by now, or they'll see it this week. Right, right. But uh, yeah, what we're going to do today is, uh, like I said, we got a couple of guests. You'll hear from them in a minute. We'll introduce them uh, intermittently throughout the episode, just if they have a a word or something or other. But uh, first, we're just going to get some initial reactions from your your two favorite co-hosts. So uh, first up, Jay, how'd you how'd you think of the movie? Way to put me on the spot. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) So this movie, upon first reaction and having like an hour and a half to like digest and sit on it right i mean like the best thing that i can think about is is i can't wait to have a daughter niece to take this movie to take to see this movie because i felt like watching it it was just like an awesome character study of what it's like for natasha romanoff and her sister uh to exist in this world but to also overcome ch- and to overcome the challenges that they did have to face, and to to be a tra- to go through the transformations that they did go through, and then to come out on the other side of it as stronger or and more like leader oriented women, I just really enjoyed the film um, as a girl power flick, but I also enjoyed the film as like this reintroduction to to, to to the Marvel Cinematic Universe after having been away from it for so, so, so for long. a whole year. I mean, it's been, it's really weird. It's weird that, to, to think that Marvel makes movies now. Yeah, after, right? after, like, after everything that we've, we've seen on Disney Plus with uh, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and now Loki, which is almost finished as well. Um, yeah, it was just... Yeah, Marvel still makes movies. Did you forget? They do? I'm telling you. <laughs> no, but it was it was just cool to finally one be back in the theater. Yeah. Two to see a Marvel movie back in the theater. Yeah. And three. Someone even clapped at the end of our movie. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. them for clapping. I was like, I wasn't going to clap, but yeah. Uh, not. You know, I clapped at the end of Endgame because that was Endgame, and I think that was worth it. Man, that, that, you know, was, I'm not, that was 22 movies. I, I appreciated that this guy was like, all right, yes, this is the first time I've seen Marvel in the movie theater. On something wider than my TV screen. And he decided to clap. I was like, that's appropriate, but I'm not going to do it. Right, right. No, I'll probably clap for, like, Shang-Chi or... I might. We'll, or... we'll see how I, if, I, if I'm so moved. Right. Because, I mean, one of the guilt slash, like, negative negatives that would I would say about that came from this movie was that it, it came about five years too late. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it was originally supposed to, to reintroduce the uh, or introduce the the fourth phase, right? Is that what no? We're at? It was supposed to. Um, well, technically, yes. In in terms of like the Marvel phases, yeah, right. it was supposed to introduce Phase Four, which I mean, technically, it still did because it's the it's the first movie, movie. in Phase Four. Uh huh. Um, but because yeah. it was supposed to, the initial run date was supposed uh, runtime was supposed to come out in March of twenty twenty, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that crazy stuff happened. We were in a panini and all that. In a Panera bread. Exactly. But um, it was a nit- like time time wise, actual movie was like set about a week after around the same time as the events of Black Panther, which is back like a week after Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so, that's what I was like immediately caught up on. I was like, OK, yeah. so this is that's when it takes place. Literally, right? she's she's running from. Thunderbolt Ross, and like I said, like we said in the beginning of the podcast, spoilers ahead because it's been a couple days. It's already like stuff is already out on the internet about it. 
which means you've, you've either had time to watch it or you you had something it. spoiled for you already. Right. So, I mean, Thunderbolt Ross, who has been chasing after all the Avengers who are going against the Sokovia Accords, is chasing her. She disappears, and that's when the adventure starts, and we see everything that goes through it. We see her leave her, like, after she goes through this divorce from her chosen family, she goes back to her, you know, other chosen family. Right. And then we were... were she didn't want to say organic. I, I would, you can't really call anything about Natasha Romanoff organic. No, she's very much like a made woman, you know? Like, she's been shaped and molded by all these forces and people. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, like, you learn, you see that in the movie. What I, We were just talking about it. I, I was really nervous about this movie because what I really enjoyed about it was that it was somewhat of an origin story, but it managed to, like, continue, be a continuation as well, mm-hmm. which I think is, like, a really difficult line to, to, to teeter on when you have, like, a solo singular Avengers, like, Avenger story. Right, especially after the events of Infinity War, well, uh, events after Endgame. Yeah, after Endgame. After Endgame, because, I mean, spoiler alert for Endgame, if you haven't seen it, first of all, why? But after, <laughs> <laughs> but after the events of Endgame, she, I mean, she had to get the soul, we had to get the soul stone. Somehow. Yeah, like, like, you know how you got the soul stone, you had to throw somebody you loved off the cliff, and exactly. uh, she sacrificed herself, so we know that Black Widow is dead. So, like, how is it? How is this going to be a continuation, right? Exactly. But like, and I think that we kind of get our answer to that in the post credit scene. Indeed. And I was happy to see some post credit scenes after a movie again. Oh, man. Meh, like, po- I missed it. I, we're, we're all sitting there, like, waiting for the post credit scene, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, how? Like, she, she's dead. Like, she, she's like, dead. How, how do we answer, like, what, like, what is this post credit scene going to be? Of course, we got the post credit scene. It, it answered our questions, and we've seen some people that we've seen recently before in our uh, Marvel TV shows and it was it was cool nice little nice little easter egg that helped push Sean forward into phase 4 and Val yeah Valentina de Contessa yeah. so but how great was Florence Pugh boy but, i have i have notes all right I told, and i told all you before right, the movie right, started right. that i was i was going to be taking notes of this movie you did Cause, you did cuz <laughs> cuz you're smart like that um but yeah Florence Pugh I have I have on your Florence Pugh, praise hands, praise hands, praise hands, because she, I heard that she carried the movie and she she carried that damn movie. I mean, like she really kept it like comic yeah. booky. She kept it like she kept the story like progressing. And in the world of Marvel, she kept it real. On point, bro. On point. In the gas station or whatever store they're in, and the running talking. joke, the running joke is she so good. She's we're trying to figure out or. You don't think about it while you're watching these Marvel movies, but she points out that Black Widow, that, that Natasha does this lunge, and you've seen it in the movies. You've seen it's it the pose. It's, it's the it's her it's her Superman her super, her, her superhero landing. Her, her quote unquote Black Widow pose. Right. That right. she makes, and and it's the running joke throughout the movie. It's like, why do you make this pose? She and and Elena, that's Florence Pugh's character. That's her name. Um, Yelena. She even yeah. Yelena. 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 Yeah, thank you. Um, she she accidentally did it when they were in one of the final battle scenes. And she just like got up and like cross, cross, cross. Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I mean, it really like makes it real, right? Like it, it brings it back to this conversation that we've had before. Like, what if you lived in a superhero universe? Like, what is right. it like? Like, and they're just like, she's like, I'm just the murderer that no one else wants 
to be like their their role model. You're the murderer that's the superhero. Like, right, right. Like we're the same thing, but like you have all these you you are you got she the call, pose, you got you're the a, you're a quote unquote poser. Right. She's what she calls her. I'm like that's freaking funny. Ah, uh, it works so Like it, it it genuinely <laughs> connects like what the pose to what Yelena thinks of it. Like it's right. like you're not authentic. You're just out here Posing. You're posing for the camera and everything. Like, who is watching you fight? <laughs> who is this for? Like, the whole world is watching you. <laughs> who is this fo- pose it, I, for? It's such an interesting, like, fourth wall break, almost. Oh, definitely, yeah. No, it definitely. And it, she, like I said, Elena touches on that. Florence Pugh, she she did amazing. Um, we could talk about her throughout the whole podcast, but, like, <laughs> her, her whole character. What's her uh, comic book character's name? Elena? Elena? It's, 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 it's just, yeah. okay, I, I okay. I need to do some more research, because I... I I don't know much on the Black Widow lore, um, okay. more, more so past the MCU. So. But also accompanying the Black Widow lore, we have, what's his name? Red, Taskmaster? Or Red Guardian. Red Guardian, yes. which I thought was, I, that was a fun oh, yeah, trip was, down like a, a historical arc that was never really fleshed out before for us. Right, right. Cause like, I mean, we, didn't know that, that we didn't know that there was maybe a Russian counterpart to... This, Captain America. But yeah. how many super soldiers are there? Because, dear God, um, at this Falcon point. Falcon Soldier, it's, it's, a, it's a number. We're at, like, four? Four or five? Four that we know of. Four or five, I mean, minus, yeah. like, the people that were killed in... Right, um, that, yeah, in, in the last but, uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, you have Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. You have Bucky. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Red Guardian. And, and, Russian. and, and uh, uh, U.S. Agent. He did take the serum. So we're, took, we're but as far as we know, yeah. we, he took the st- yeah. serum. Val yeah, seems to think that he knew, knows that she he took the yeah, serum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, yeah, they, yeah. All, they all know. It's one of those, like, you got caught taking the drug, didn't you? Ha, ha, ha. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, about, about five of them so far. Um, Sheesh. But moving on, one of the things that I did, like, notice, we got to know what happened in Budapest. Budapest. As, uh, Budapest. Natasha kept calling it. It's Budapest. 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 Well, I mean, like, you know, it's interesting, the the, the flashback, too, when he's saying Budapest and she's saying Budapest. Budapest, yeah. Uh, like, you hear her say the shh yeah. more now than you did before. I thought right. that was interesting. I'm like, I guess she's, the the canonical nature of Marvel, Marvel is just yeah. astounding, bro. Like, I'm well, I'm saying, pretty sure if we go back and watch, if we watch, like, um, Age of Ultron, when when Clint and Natasha had one hundred percent, it's like uh, it's like Budapest. Like I'm pretty sure she's gonna say Budapest. It was like, oh, she's been saying it the whole time. She has, bro. Yeah, we didn't even notice. She one hundred percent, like yeah. without a doubt in my mind. Um, Budapest. Yes. Budapest. Okay. <laughs> uh, something else that uh, moved me. Um, well, back to Red Guardian. Um, kind of meta moment for those who watch Stranger Things as well because Red Guardian is played by uh, David Harbour who plays <laughs> Officer Hopper in Stranger Things. Mm. It was kind of funny because if you did watch the end of season three, uh, we find out that, that he's, he's caught a... by the Russians. Yeah. And so you see in Marvel that he's become one. He's become, become a Russian. A Russian. And, uh, so so it's possible uh, like, that Officer Hopper went, uh, went Russian on us. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I mean, when I saw him come in as a character, I didn't even, so I didn't look at any of the casting at all before this thing, right? Like, I just. I mean, you know how I did my research. I know, so, but, like, I didn't, I didn't know it who was all fun, was it cast was fun for to see the these reactions. Like, I knew, like, yeah, man, I, watching him come in for me was just, like, the greatest surprise ever. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. is that, is that a Stranger Things? He's like, and Jer- Jeremy, you're sitting next to me, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he is so talented yeah, i mean range. he boy i mean he knows range. how to play he plays a father figure you know but like it's just two different kinds oh, of yeah, father, very figure. different father figures oh my god <laughs> but yeah uh, 
his his scenes were dope. I did I did enjoy him, but like the acting in this whole movie was just flawless. Great, it was flawless. Great. I mean the uh yes. <laughs> one of the, one of the other things I saw uh, Taskmaster, who was one of the B story villains, I would say. Um, a lot of stuff involving involving Taskmaster and Natasha. I, I really appreciated them drawing the lines to Taskmaster because we've heard about her fear from of Taskmaster. We've kind of been aware that this is like a looming figure in her life. Mm-hmm. And then like we they draw the lines directly to like I, I, I love the classic comic book arc of creating your own villain. It, it's one of my favorite situations. Right. right? Like like, you know, Batman Joker villain, like mm-hmm. uh what's his name? Um Hobgoblin and and um uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man. and Peter and Spider Man yeah. like those are some of my favorite storylines and then they brought it back into this con- yeah. into into the movie so which have like an arch nemesis which I mean I'm not sure about the canonical nature of that to the original comic book well, I mean Taskmaster is is it's originally a guy right like he's originally like a right. a, a handyman of. The Red Room, basically, well, or like, it, or is well, he a mercenary? That's, that's he's just a mercenary. He, like, yeah, he's wherever, just a, wherever the money is. is he's where a, he's he a hand for hire. Yeah, because if you have the, uh, if you see in Spider in the Spider Man video game, he's he's hired to like study Peter for. We're, mm-hmm. we're not sure who hired him, but like he's hired to study right. Peter and get all he, his movies. Fi- all I think Fisk hires him in the in the video game. Well, it, in the video, I remember. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, but. but but I'm saying, like, I, I appreciated them drawing that line and making it a part of the story a little bit to make it a, a, a deeper situation. I'm just happy it was a person and not a robot. Not a robot. We, were, we were worried. We were. I was like, Man. he's definitely. They're definitely not a a robot. Yeah. Like that's that's not okay. Like, are we getting into AI again? It was humanoid, right, to a degree. Yes. But, yeah, Taskmaster. He was interesting. It was, more like a, a, a more a, like an android at this point. If I had to like liken it to something, we'll see. I mean, keep they may make a comeback, right? But one of the things I noticed in like the car chase with Taskmaster and the uh, at the end, I felt like I was watching Fast and Furious. Well, that, and that's what I was about to say. It was like it was the car chase in in this movie was still more realistic, right? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I mean, it, it reminded me of like Fast, like Seven when they brought the tank in, you know, like the actual tank. Yeah, and they were still like, and there was the bank scene where they were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when they were driving the bank, the the vaults through the city. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. See, and that that is that's more believable than than a flipping beast. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt, without well, a doubt. That one, and then like Natasha and uh, Yelena when they're parachuting through the debris, and I was like, they were supposed to times, die so many times. Uh, both of those times, I went still more realistic than Fast Nine. <laughs> I mean, it, oh my gosh! You're not. You know I, I'm not wrong. You're you not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. And but like it's so sad because like that's just. I mean, how the heck is a comic book movie gonna be more realistic than a? I guess like a drag racing action movie. Yeah, drag. That's exactly what it was supposed to start out. That's what it started off as. I mean, that's the job. I think that's the brand. I think that's their brand. Yeah. So like, how in the world does that even happen? You know, it's just a different direction of the different. I thank God Marvel. for Kevin Feige. Marvel. I mean, he, they've managed to like really integrate the real world into these comic books, like comic book movies, which is not common, has not been common across history, right? Like, I mean, that's just like the really cool part about it. Like, you're really getting, like, even in like Captain America Winter Soldier and therapy and everything like that. Right. Like these these. Real world elements are being incorporated, and I think Stanley would be so proud. Oh, he would. I mean, it it and it stemmed. I mean, Kevin Feige was still a, a major part of Marvel back 
before Marvel had that whole spiel and deal. Mm. But uh, back with like with the original Spider-Man trilogy with uh, Sam Raimi and uh, Tobey Maguire, it was still able to have that realness in it, even though it was still a campy comic book movie. Mm. You were still able to see the realness that that Marvel was able to put. Because I mean, one, you're in actual New York City, you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you are in town. Two, it's I mean, you got. Peter Parker, like in the OG trilogy, he's not able to pay rent. And like, right, I mean, right, right. The real world factions of him, that is, of that, him being yeah, that's a real. human. Right? Yeah, you're right. That's I, I, fair. I can't, like, I have a, I have a shitty I guess, job. I can't pay yeah. my rent and I'm broke. But you know, I mean, even, but like, I guess maybe even as a young, as a kid, you don't really relate to those as much, you know, right? right but I mean, like, rewatching them as, as sure, sure, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Peter dread- Parker right now, <laughs> right? Like, just trying to make, trying to make ends meet. Make do with what you got, fam. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. And I mean, we go on and on. Yeah. Um. Actually, uh, Seth, we have uh, we have Seth hanging in the building with us tonight. Uh, you got anything you want to say about the the Black Widow movie? Ooh, look at that <clears throat> <voice>. <clears throat> so true. So, um, right off top, I love what y'all said about Florence Pugh because I said uh, before we started uh, uh, recording this episode that uh, I am in love with her. Yes, you are. From <laughs> from Little Women to Midsummer now to uh, Elena, Natasha Romanoff's little sister. I mean, she. I, I don't know if she carried it. But she absolutely instantly became the most interesting character. Mm-hmm. She became the comic relief to the entire movie, almost aside from the father's character, because right, right. he was funny too. But I swear she had more one-liners than anybody else combined. Oh yeah, right. No so doubt. She, no so doubt. she took over from that standpoint, and then in a movie where she's arguably the fourth biggest actor in that movie, behind ScarJo, behind Rachel Weisz, behind my man from Stranger Things, Yeah, she comes in and steals the show. She made her moment. She real deal made her moment. I mean, she is establishing herself in Hollywood as a giant to be reckoned with. And I say that ironically because she sits at about four foot seven. <laughs> <laughs> if I uh, if I watch the movie correctly, I mean, she just looks super tiny. But she, she, right? she took over the movie. What can you say? Like, give her her own movie. Well, immediately. I, I swear, I'm quickness. so stoked for her to, be, to come back for uh, in the Hawkeye movies. Absolutely. Or in Hawkeye TV series. Bring her back as often as you want. That character is golden. I mean, not all, and, and honestly, played the best Russian of yeah. the four. Yeah. Had the best character. Had the most believable accent. Like, I mean, she did. She, it, was like the dr- it, it was like really the dry, the dry wit that like yes. drove her character. I'm sitting here like yes. waiting on a, what she has to co- say next every single Every single time that Natasha says something that's kind of like, you, she got there's a quip for that, right? Like I'm just re- sitting here in anticipation the whole movie for it, right? And so the other thing that that it kind of opened up this movie kind of opened up is the is what was formerly now I guess the Black Widow Network. All these women around the globe that were being controlled in their mind, almost like the Matt Damon. Uh, series, J- the Jason Bourne series, where you got these the super, super cells, you got yeah. these super spies that are being controlled secretly, and so it opens that kind of uh, storyline up. You wonder where all these women are, how they are gonna re-enter the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and, and and mentioning that, of course, as this was kind of our reintroduction back into what is it now, Phase Three, 
Phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So this was, I, mean, I think this was a, a review, so I don't want to steal it, but it said, worth the wait. And this was worth the wait. It was actually worth the wait. And, and, and it just so happened to reintroduce us back into the MCU. And it was such a great movie to do so. And I came in kind of thinking, you know, as, as you guys mentioned, Black Widow's dead. Like, what in the world are we doing watching this movie four, five years later after these events supposedly took place? It's almost like Rogue One from Star Wars mm-hmm. right, kind of kind right. of effect. But the way that they wrapped it up and then the end credits scene, it, ca- it came home for me. And I was like, this is why we needed this movie right now. This movie couldn't have come out four or five years ago. It wouldn't have made sense. You wouldn't have been able to have that end, end scene. It wouldn't have been wrapped up the way it was. Right. And so, and then arguably, you know, Florence Pugh is, is a relative unknown at that point also. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't have gotten her at her, at, I mean, she's in her prime, man. She is killing it, whatever she does. So I love me some Florence Pugh, but it was a great reintroduction into the, into the series. I loved it. And the only other thing that I could think of, you know, you guys were talking about like the super soldiers and are there more? It's like. How can there not be? If there's so many black widows out there. Right, right. There's got to be this growing race of super soldiers in the, in, uh, in the Winter Soldier series, mm-hmm. in the new Captain America. We, we, we found the old, uh, another super soldier. Right. We I found out about it. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, that means there have, there, this, will con- this will be a running theme, theme yeah. mm-hmm. for the MCU now. Where are all these lost super soldiers and how will they kind of reintroduce themselves and so i'm really i'm looking forward to seeing all that all the black widows how that's going to work and it makes me excited for the next wave of this movie series because i wasn't sure where they were going to go with after this i wasn't sure if it would be as good because you have such a high bar It's so massive bar, massive bar. Massive. So it's like, like how do you leave it? It gives me hope that man, maybe this, maybe it could be just as good, which is just mind blowing because it's it's got DC buried right now. It's buried. (laughs) I mean, DC is praying that Suicide Squad, that the new Suicide Squad does does something. Yeah. Because coming off the, you know, the 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 um the the Zach. Oh, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. And the momentum off that, it would be awful for the second Suicide Squad to disappoint. Because it that would, would almost would be like a almost. death knell to, mm-hmm. the, to the DC Universe as we know it. Because, I mean, you just can't come back. Because Marvel keeps coming with you hit after hit after hit. And Marvel's now attacking them too. with the animated series as well when we're getting the What If series. We get the What I mean, If, like... <laughs> That, that that just it's added competition for them and I don't know if they can keep up. Yeah. I know the DC it's Kevin Durant joins the Warriors. Like, how are you going <laughs> to stop this team? Well, uh, yeah, no, we appreciate we appreciate that, Seth. Uh, like Jay said, we can go on and on. Uh, but what we're going to do now is take a quick break, and uh, you hear a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor, and we'll be right back with the weekly blurb. We will be right back, guys. <laughs> I'm so down to do a costume. Yeah, group Loki costume. I call being alligator Loki. I want kid Loki or classic Loki. Fine, make me Sylvie. I don't care. I'll be a <laughs> Yeah, you'd be a sexy Sylvie. 
Boastful Loki. How about a President Loki? <laughs> I'm down. I'm just saying. Miriam said that I could be Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I'm like, that, that's nice. I appreciate that. I can see that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. You know what time it is? It's time for the <laughs> weekly blurb. And I believe I went first last time, so Jeremy gets to go this time. You know what time it is? It's time for the Loki talk. Episode Loki talk. five. Boop, boop, boop. Oh man, this was. Jay, you said last week was your your favorite episode, episode four. I think so. So each new week is my new favorite episode. Shook me. Episode five was by far my favorite episode. Um, I still can't believe we're watching a freaking TV show. First first and foremost, before we get started on Loki Talk, you already know know. this episode comes out on, this episode of Blurs of Avocado comes out on Tuesday. And Loki comes out on Wednesday, so you have had ample time to watch this episode. And with that being said, there's going to be a bunch of spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. So, Loki Talk Episode 5, quick synopsis. Loki is, we're, we're seconds after the post credit scene of Episode 4 where he sees these four other Lokis. And uh, our Loki, our time variant Loki, has now gotten up and is looking at him and they're, need, they're in needing of running from what's called an Eliath. Mm-hmm. It was basically a, sm- a giant smoke cloud snake. Giant guard dog, basically. Yeah. Um, we find out that, that Kid Loki is actually the uh, leader of the pack because he is very... His, uh, He's the only one that actually nexus. killed Thor. Yeah, that was his nexus event. And <laughs> that's some scary stuff. If you if you got a, a If a Loki that, can kill Thor? Yeah. I mean, that's not supposed to happen. No, it's not. So he's a badass Loki. Right. So that, that kind of makes him... Ruler of the of the pack, um, but we also have OG Loki, who is, who do find out that was the one that was talking, not the alligator Loki. I was yes. kind of hoping that alligator Loki was talking, <laughs> but it's it's fine. But yeah, um, alligator Loki and <coughs> boastful, <coughs> boastful Loki. Yeah. So, Excuse me. Yeah, it, all those Lokis were were they were funny in their own rights, and Tom Hiddleston's Loki is getting to see how annoying. He is as a person. <laughs> the the mirroring that he is getting to experience in these variants is like it's incomparable to like any kind of like mirror like look in the mirror that any person has ever gone through at any point in time. Right. And it's just funny because it's like they all are essentially the same person. They just have different backstories of how they got to where they are now. It's mm-hmm. like Boastful Loki. Mm-hmm. We're not sure if his actual story is true or not because everyone laughed at him, but he's saying that like he got to the point where he actually stole he was the one who stole all the uh, Infinity Stones and, and did Thanos' job because he got rid of Iron Man and Captain America. Right, and right. That. And everyone's laughing at him, even Alligator Loki who OG Loki can understand this is like, yeah, that's that's a crock of shit, pun intended. <laughs> 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 but um he, but like I said, that that was his his backstory of become, of his Nexus event. You got OG Loki, who may or may not be our main universe Loki that we saw die in Endgame, because he said that he did get all the way to that point. He was all he did his whole redemption. Right. Arc. He, um, but instead of him being being the one who got his neck snapped, he, he hid. He, he hid. Yeah, he hid. He made a projection, and he became a he became almost like a substitution juicer. He became a rock. And yeah. became a piece yeah. of piece of space that floated and went to a whole thing. That's and that was that kind of tied up with a bunch of other like people who did theories of Loki not really dying. Um, 
but that was his his Nexus event because he actually he was tired of being alone for so long, and so as soon as he stayed, made a step to go see his brother again, that's when TVA got him. Which, if that's not the most Loki way to be found by the TVA or to get caught, like the second that he wants to not, the second that he no longer wants to be alone. Which apparently is a Loki trade. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't be alone. You can't be alone. You know, you got to be alone. You're supposed to be alone. And, but the second you don't want to be, nope, you are a variant. (laughs) This ain't on the timeline, sir. Just like, it it kept putting the Loki-isms, basically, is what I'm going to call them. The Loki-isms. Yeah. Into your face, and like shut, and not just our face, but Loki's face. He's like, these are the things that have led to my demise yep. in multiple timelines, yep. man. <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm here. Wow. And I mean, you got even got to the point where like President Loki and his gang, which also turned out to be a whole bunch of other Lokis, if you notice, the evil Lokis. Yeah. Those are the eviler Lokis, man. Because yeah. the other, because those Lokis, like they were the chill Lokis. They were like, we're just trying to hang out like, in the spot. Like, literally, our 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 purpose is to survive. That's why we're still here. That's why we have right. our little our little hideout. We just want to survive. We don't care about the rest of them. And they're trying to survive away from the other Lokis, which is like what, like yeah. the cannibalistic. Not they're not because they're not eating them, but like they're just like we're just trying to get rid of the other. Loki. Right, we're just trying to survive. Period. We're trying to sabotage. Yeah. it's literally self sabotage. It's like we can like the whole episode was just it was a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it ends with Loki and Sylvie grasping and enchanting the Eliath, and which Loki didn't have that power before. No, nope. he didn't think that he could do it. Right. I mean, he and I talked to John about this earlier. Um, he. We know that he ha- he actually did have that power because he actually does enchant uh, Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. But he, scenes, know. but he didn't know. No, he didn't know that because that's he 20, hadn't that's done it yet. Yeah, that's the 2012 variant. <sighs> so we know we technically know. You know, that's why I, I think I was kind of confused about that when I watched it. I was mm-hmm. like, I think we've seen him. Yeah, like he do this before. Literally, I remember the scene, and I saw TikTok, so somebody else did make a comparison of it. God love TikTok. Um, yeah, love him. <laughs> Sponsor us. I haven't said that in a minute. <laughs> But uh, no, there's a there's literally that scene in um in Lo- in Thor Ragnarok where Loki and, and Valkyrie are fighting for the first time before they have to go find Thor, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you see Loki literally reach his hand up, grab Valkyrie by the head, and like that's when you see her flashback of her fighting with the other Valkyries, yep. and see, she's all yeah. wigged out. She's like, "What did you just show me? Exactly. What did you just send me back so to?" He's able to enchant. He just doesn't know that. Right. Yeah. He, he, right. It's one of those like I'm an he hasn't had to do it yet. Right. And that, I mean, like I said, this whole episode led up to him learning, basically unlocking a new power. <laughs> yeah. But also, like we got, we we saw OG Loki sacrifice himself. He was able to astral project an entire Asgard. On I'm sitting here watching, board. and I'm like, is that Asgard? Like, this man created Asgard. Is that like the planet? Like, and he just like kept tearing it down yeah, and, and bringing it back up. up. Yeah, and that, I mean, it's just, it was so dope because like. Was, because he's classic Loki, and you're just like, okay, that means he's OP. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like because... Because I mean, even he stated, he was just like, the only reason that y'all are being hindered by y'all powers is because y'all keep holding these weapons. He has... You, you never saw him hold a weapon that Magic. Straight yeah. magic the whole said, time. Y'all are, y'all which are like, which more was classic powerful Loki. than you've seen. Which was classic Loki. Exactly. Right? Like, classic Loki was all magic. I mean, yeah, the Jack all Kirby, powerful. the old ones, it was, just, it was just magic, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they didn't want blood or bloodshed or anything. Sure. In the comics way back when... Right. When he first, right. and that was and that was the other thing. The name of the episode was like the first time Loki was in, introduced in the comics, and uh, it was the OG Lo- Loki look and everything. But, Thank um, you, Kevin Feige. Yeah, and so 
I'm thanking, thanking Kevin Feige, thank Marvel for giving us one of these like comic accurate costumes in all of the shows. Because I mean, like the I mean, they, 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 they've classic, done it. Yeah, Wanda and Vision with their classic uh, costumes. Captain America, Captain America Winter, Winter Soldier. Man, when we got that that suit for the first time, you know, you know, you screamed. Oh, I did. <laughs> and uh, now with Loki, when you got OG Loki, because I mean, yeah, it's, it, yes, it is a goofy looking costume, but worth uh, it. But man, uh, if you're if you're not. Oof. Honestly, if you're not turned on by that uh, costume, then you're not doing that it right. Leave, that one piece is just... <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's my uh, weekly blurb. Um, I'm very looking forward to this uh, season finale that's coming on tomorrow. Uh, my prediction for it, before we switch over to Jay, is that castle that they walk into um, turns out to be Kang the Conqueror. Okay. But the thing is, Kang the Conqueror knew that they were coming, so he up and dipped, and that's what's going to spark the events for Quantumania. Ant-Man There you go. There you go. Um, there you go. And I saw another TikTok uh, of this guy named, his name is Straw Hat Goofy. Shout out to. Oh, he's Straw funny. He's yeah. good too. Um, he, and he said it after, like I predicted it. And then he <laughs> said it on the TikTok. I was like, oh, oh, that means I'm doing something right. Oh and yeah. He you said, know, oh, he's drawing, he's drawing these lines. Like, if I'm drawing these same conclusions, it's like as a, a big comic book guy who, who yes. does talk about it. Um, hopefully it's true. Is I'm, I'm hoping that, the po- it's going to be a post-credit scene of Kang the Conqueror, almost like what what uh, Thanos did in the first Avengers. Just, look, just watching in on him. Yeah, he doesn't say a word or anything. You just see like, because they already cast him. You know he's going to be. You know who who he's going to be. You know when he's coming in the movie. It would right. just make sense that right. he be like in a post-credit scene or something that we just see his face just like pan into and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that's that's all we see of Kang, and we knew that he was the big bad the whole time. Or we don't, because there is a Loki season two coming out, and so I'm so great, yeah, grateful that you so said there's a Loki. They, I didn't yeah. even know there was a Loki season two. So there may be a, uh, it may just be a cliffhanger thing, and we still don't find out who the uh, who whoever is behind the TVA. I'm so game for a Loki season two. I hope I, there there's a few. You know, you watch these shows, and you're just like, are they gonna do? Are they one offs? Are they? So the thing that's that's uh, that's what Kevin Feige said. The other the other shows they were they were just a mini series, but they did. Say that Loki was going to be a multi-season kind of thing because I think it's I can see this one running throughout the throughout Phase Four because of because phase of the, and the nature of it. Yeah, I mean, it, with I, it being the wonky, that'd be so groundbreaking, bro. Yeah. That'd be so groundbreaking. So it, that's next freaking level right there, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's my prediction for uh, tomorrow's episode. Um, hope I'm right, and we will we will see what happens. Uh, that's my weekly verb. And uh, Jay, what you got for us? <laughs> I'm excited to tell everybody about Mugen Train because we watched it on Monday with a good, a good sized group of our friends, yeah. like we did for Black Widow this week. And yeah. I kind of want to. Those who don't know, Mugen Train that is the name of the Demon Slayer movie that came out. We weren't able to see it in theaters, so we did watch it at a friend's house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've watched it twice, so I rewatched it after we watched it at David's house. Shout out David Kwong for allowing Woo-woo. us to use your TV in your new home. Congratulations on the new home, buddy. Congrats, buddy. But. I wanted to watch it again on my TV and like just zone in on it and just like really kind of digest it for what it was and and I mean this movie is so great it if you have watched the Demon Slayer cartoon show, if yeah. you have not watched the DV of uh, the Demon Slayer TV anime do not bother watching this it's basically the equivalent of watching of having uh of having it's a, almost like a two hour special like a, I uh, mean it's kind of like a, a Age of Ultron being your first Avengers movie. 
would you say that? It's kind of like what it is. Like if you if if you watched it and you just were like, what is going on? There's that's cool, disrespectful to Demon Slayer. Let's just watch the fight. Let's just watch the punching. <laughs> that's just like <laughs> that's just, basically like minus all minus all the like the uh, I was watching uh, honest trailers and I was like that that they made that comparison. I'm like that's the perfect comparison. Oh for yeah, but you're not you're not wrong. I know <laughs> I know they, they they did they did they did it service, but uh, the movie is a fantastic canonical see like uh insert following the completion of the first season that you just watch and you're getting prep pre- you're perfectly prepared to go into season two season two and that I'm is ready. I need set to... to be released this month <gasps> yeah what? yes yes like they're not Thank gonna re- i think it's week to week but yes i don't care it's still Yay. Yay, right? Like, you're not having to <laughs> wait a whole year for like, it. When is season two coming out? Um, like, I need it. But like, no, it's this awesome story about a demon that inhabits a train and is taking out these humans. And Tanjiro and uh, Tanjiro, Kimetsu, and Inosuke have been summoned to go with uh, uh, Rengoku. It's easy to remember his name if you just remember it as Goku because he's basically the same character as Goku. He likes to eat a lot and he likes to fight. So that's basically Goku. Um, and Noted. <laughs> and uh, they go and they take out this demon. And there are some sad moments and there's some powerful moments the demon's power is he puts people into a dream and so i was about to say can, can we go can we do spoilers because i mean the movie came out a solid two or three months ago i mean i'm game but okay. I, I, sure okay the coolest part about it to me i think is like you really see you really see how dope uh tanjiro and nezuko are like Mm -hmm. but especially tanjiro because like this man has to kill himself over and over again in a dream while he's out of the dream (laughs) to get out of the dream to fight this uh, demon that keeps putting him in the dream and he like slits his throat every single time and manages to stay conscious i I swear if he's until he's saved by his friend right but like i swear if he if he's afraid of death at this point like, I mean, just to think about like the first episode when he really couldn't he couldn't take a rock to a demon's head, and and now he's just slicing and dicing he's himself. Hey, well, first of all, he's slicing and dicing himself so he can get out this dream. I'm saying, man, like this man, the the whole thing at the beginning of the Demon Slayer series is that he does he doesn't have Irokodai says that he doesn't have a strong will. He doesn't have the will. By the time well, you get to the well, end like, of Mugen Train, this man's will is. That of the will of fire, like he is willing to do anything and everything for his sister. It doesn't he, matter because he like he started off as mild mannered, stone. He was a bitch boy. Work. He was kind of a bitch boy. I'm not gonna lie. Like this man, this this little boy, which is what he was. He was a boy. Like he was no, like 12, was 13 saying, years no, old. I was like 14. I was about to say. Yeah. And I mean, like he was a boy, and now he's obviously gone through this massive transformation over like the first season. Oh, he a man, man. Well, I mean, you go through at least four years in the first season. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> and like so, I mean, that, like, yeah, over that timeline, he's man. definitely changed a lot. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was, like, a fantastic uh, con- connecting uh, movie for the new for the new season, which is called uh, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Entertainment District. So, you know they're going to the city, which will be I really I mean, that's what, that is where the train is yeah, headed. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I really encourage Her those who enjoyed <laughs> the TV show to watch the movie. And if you did have watched the movie, I would love to hear from folks uh, on our social media about it. Yeah. Because honestly, like we need more people to talk anime with. Yeah. Always. Yeah. We 
always want more people to we're, talk we're anyway. We're always welcoming guests as well. So come through with come through. Uh, anything, anything else? Um, nah, man. That that that's gonna be my that's gonna be my weekly blurb, mm-hmm. and I, I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that that concludes another episode of Blur Survival Guide. Again, this was episode nineteen. So next week you will see our our pretty faces on the camera, as well as get a podcast episode as well for episode. 20. Tune in. Um, I do want to thank everyone who has followed us on Instagram because we are now up to. Let me find my phone. Or are we? We're over a hundred followers, or are we just at a hundred? No, followers? we're over. Uh oh. We've made it to. Give me one second, because my phone is acting slow. Do 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 do. One hundred and twenty-three followers. Wow. One two three. Yeah. And yeah. Well, thank you to everybody that's followed us. I hope you've got enjoyed the podcast. We've certainly enjoyed making it for yeah, you, and I hope you keep enjoying the podcast because we have no plans on stopping anytime soon. And please tune in because I think that we're gonna have some giveaways going in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, over the next few weeks, maybe for our twenty-fifth. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where where things lie. Um, other than that, keep surviving, everybody. Keep uh, surviving, sure everybody. You follow us on all of our social media platforms. I did forget that part. <laughs> uh, but follow us on our social media platforms on Instagram at Blurred Survival Guide, on Twitter at Blurred Guide, on Facebook at Blurred Survival Guide, and email us at Blurred Survival Guide at gmail.com. You can follow our personals. Mine is at JerryBear3295 and J. At JW0283. All right, everybody, keep surviving and have a fantastic week. Listen to the theme song. Two guys in a mic with our producer. Step into the spotlight, survivalist troopers. Come and take a seat with the combo we provide every Tuesday. It's the Blur Survival Guide. Hey! It's the Blur Survival Guide. Oh my God.